0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick and Mark. Join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the site. The features there are for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. 800-259-9231 is a number for you. got lots to talk about here tonight. Uh, including a little self-improvement story i mentioned a few days ago we never got to Uh, we will hopefully get a chance to get to that tonight and uh, your calls as well but nick is in tonight normally uh he and toby are the of course if you know if you listen to the show you know they're the hosts of free minds tv uh which you can see online at freemindstv.com they normally switch off on tuesday nights but you were inspired nick to come in tonight. And of course, you're always welcome to be here. We've got an open seat. What was it that uh, got your blood boiling or got you going or whatever? What, what was your impetus for being here tonight?
1: Um, well, actually, it was the secession topic that you guys were talking about last night that got me. I I clicked on the podcast. I listened to it. And I had some some thoughts I sent to Mark in the form of an email, but he thought it'd be better if I came on and and sort of addressed them on air. Yeah, okay. I thought it would be a
2: little strange to read an email from Nick.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So secession, we will jump right into that here in a moment. But I want to welcome our new listeners. Well, I guess they're not really technically new listeners, but now we can officially embrace them as uh, as an affiliate. W I M S A M fourteen twenty, the talk of the South Shore in Michigan City, Indiana. Uh, is finally officially on board. They started with the show on a test basis about a month ago, and uh, got got the signed agreement, and in fact, the uh, station, uh, the the general manager there, Rick, great guy, he is uh, expanding the show, as a matter of fact. They were testing us weeknights, and starting next weekend, they'll be taking our Saturday show as well. So they're going to be on board for all six nights of the week, which is exciting. So welcome to our Michigan City listeners. You guys have been listening for a month. You know the rules, which... There are no rules, pretty much. I mean, there's the FCC ones you have to abide by, but you can call in about anything. As you know, 800-259-9231. So uh, welcome aboard to those of you in the Michigan City area. So that said, Nick, uh, we were discussing secession, actually talking about it throughout the week. It started, I think, on Monday night uh, when Mark revealed that he is uh, far more interested now than ever before in the secession option. And last night with Wayne here, we... ...officially put it back on the table as, uh, as a topic, something that should be discussed, something that should be, uh, in the words of uh, Michael Rosoff from LewRockwell.com, something that should be our top political priority. Uh, and I think it's a wonderful idea. I think it's something that people do need to consider as a viable option today, far more viable than it was in the, mid, the mid-1800s, for instance. Uh, and it's time to take a serious look at it. So I'd love to hear your comments.
1: Well, going back to the mid-1800s there for a minute, I mean, it's not the first time... Last night wasn't the first time that secession had come up on Free Talk Live. But I think it's important not only on radio, but for anyone who wants to discuss secession with people that they know, I think it's a good idea to stay away from the Civil War. Even, Even if you believe that the South had the right to secede in the Civil War, I don't think that trying to go back and fight that battle is the way to convince people in today's day and age. Not only do you have slavery mixed in there, um, but also I know this this kind of tripped you up once when you were on WKBK here, not on Free Talk Live, but doing a you did a separate show, um, I think uh I forget the name of the, the program, the morning show on KBK. Yeah,
0: the the, the local uh Dan Mitchell show yeah, yeah Dan yeah. Mitchell.
1: Um <clears throat> but people people get really tripped up on that because the fact is the South did fire the first shots at the Civil War And that that really taints it for a lot of people, not to mention the whole slavery topic that comes up. It just kind of casts a bad light on secession, and I think it's a bad way to start discussing it. It it sets a bad tone because you're siding with People who historically lost. I mean, the, this they is lost, fast. and they didn't, and it wasn't pretty.
2: You know, there's slaveries mixed up. I mean, people, people in the South, rich people in the very rich people in the South owned black people. That's not, it's not some some place to really uh, be coming from. It's it's not pretty. I felt that last night when we were discussing
0: it. I, I felt that 1860 came up. But it only came up in the context of the article in that, you know, this, he was just using it as a historical reference. I don't think he was using it as his basis for, well, you know, we've done this before. We should do it again. I think we were approaching it more from the perspective, and I, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I think that we should absolutely approach it more from the perspective of what in the hell do we need this federal government for anyway? And how can we improve our lives by throwing it off? Uh, getting rid of this gigantic parasite known as the federal government, uh, and and then putting the people who are in support of the government on the defensive, and having them try to come up with reasons to stay in the union.
1: I, I think you're quite right. I just think that some people will fall into a trap of trying to to refight that last battle in the American experience of secession. And I let's I think you're right. Try to focus on today what it means for the average person, how we could benefit by seceding, and right. What's at stake if we don't? Because if
2: if say New Hampshire was to secede, or you know you pick your state, there's uh, how how many secession movements are there in the country? Well, that I can name offhand. I think there's certainly Hawaii, Hawaii,
0: Vermont, New Hampshire. I believe California's got a tiny one. Uh, There may be more. Okay, Um, but
2: there's there's South Carolina. You you pick your state, and uh, they're thinking about it. In that particular case, likely, hopefully, um, none of the people, the secessionists, will start firing on a federal building, yeah, just shooting at people indiscriminately inside. And that's kind of what happened with Fort Sumter in the uh, Civil War, and and that's what you said, Nick, was what really caused it, because um, they had let the Southern uh, officers just resign their posts in order to secede, I guess. And then... then, Do we know, just as an aside, do do we know for a 100% fact
0: that the firing on Fort Sumter wasn't uh, some sort false of a
1: yeah a false uh, flag it, no it was i'm pretty sure it wasn't a false flag i mean south Certainly carolina what we taught south carolina pretty much uh, openly they, that they were openly admitting to it see from their perspective okay. the, the federal fort was occupying south carolina territory yeah they probably should have just let it go because up until that point the north wasn't really motivated to go to war and and, and secession wasn't really the issue there is one of the important things to take away from that. So, if you come up against the Civil War um, objection, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just shy away from it and not address it. I'd try to move on as quickly as possible. Right. But it's important to realize that secession wasn't the big driving force behind the war. It was, it was really the fact that the Confederates decided to sh- fire on a federal fort, and that was, that was a bad call, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I think in the, retrospect,
0: I think the reasons here that that we're promoting are different, entirely different, from the ones that were being promoted back then, in that I'm not approaching this from a state's rights perspective. Uh, you, could, you could approach it from that perspective if you wanted to. I could care less if the state secedes or not. I think that we should have individuals uh, banding together to declare their individual sovereignty and essentially secede from participation in, in the federal I don't think that's going to go very well.
2: I understand that. Uh, Because at that point, the state is, you know, you're going to, what, secede from your your individual pieces of property, which are non-contiguous. Is that correct?
0: I I don't know. I'm just saying that individuals should be the the, the impetus behind this movement, not some concept of, well, let's free the
2: state governments from the control of the feds.
1: Well, Well, I I think that's kind of what you were talking about last night,
2: state government seceding.
0: Well, we can approach it from any direction, okay. but uh but again, I I as someone who doesn't support any government whatsoever uh beyond myself, that of course is my eventual goal and I don't care if the state government w- does or doesn't want to participate. I don't think that should be an issue. If you know, if you can't get 51% of the people to agree, I don't think that should crush your secession movement.
1: Well, see you're talking about something that's not really what uh, secession really is one What's considered, you know, a sovereign state seceding from another state? So that's I, true. I understand where we never
0: joined the union.
1: Right. Well, I'm under. But people I,
0: believe that there's this social contract out there for some reason, and I would like to abolish that
1: concept. I understand where you're coming from, but what is workable right now is the states leaving the union, and I think that would benefit individual liberty. It would take some of the greater threat off our liberties. And um, I actually was doing some reading, and 71% of Americans. Um, in a recent CNN poll, I believe it was like 2005, 71% of Americans agreed that our system of government is broke and is beyond fixing. Really? And How in, recent? 2005? Uh, I think that was 2005. And in April 2007, a Daily Coast poll asked if um, if a state should be allowed to peacefully secede from the union. 69% of people said, sure. As long now, as this piece. Was that an
0: internet poll?
1: That I believe the Daily Coast one was internet. The CNN Mostly one
0: liberals. was an
2: actual. Does that mean twenty? Uh, what Twenty-one percent or thirty-one percent? We can come people? back
0: with more of this. It's uh, your show. You can bring up anything as well. Your thoughts on secession or whatever you want to talk about. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. That's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there are for free. So enjoy those. They include, by the way, archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them for free. Right there on the front page of the website. Going back an entire year. All free for you. FreetalkLive.com. SACL CAI has a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at FreetalkLive.com or call 800 544 6359. That's 800 544 for CAI. All right, continuing the secession discussion here, and would love to hear from you as well. Uh, just, to, just to clarify something, uh, this is such, a, such a, a new idea for me. I mean, I haven't really even thought out all the way how to go about approaching it. I think that absolutely the state secession concept should be pursued. It, there's no doubt about that in my mind. But, in the event that it becomes very, very difficult for whatever reason to persuade people into agreeing with us on that i don 't think it should the idea should be dropped i think that 's what I was trying to get at earlier, and what you were telling us, Nick, is that maybe it won 't be that hard uh, the The polls some of the numbers that you 've seen have been pretty encouraging uh, aside from the numbers you just gave us, which you can do again here to recap to bring people up to speed but all you have to do is look at the uh, the approval numbers for Congress and the president. I mean, what a, they're completely in the tank. 11% approve of Congress?
1: Well, what it really comes down to is I don't think that most Americans, even if they don't see the kinds of problems we're facing, even if they're not fully aware of all the issues out there, um, I don't think that most Americans have the heart to to violently crush people who don't want to play ball anymore. Yeah. I don't think that people in New York really want to roll tanks on Vermont if they decide that they just want they to leave. don't think they would either.
0: They're family members up there. They've got friends up there.
1: Right, but the poll numbers are reflecting that. All the public opinion polls that have been done that I've seen have shown that Americans are willing to permit secession. It sounds like a crazy idea. I know even I, a couple of years ago, I said, well, yeah, it might be what we want to do, but it's it's just not practical. It's just a fantasy. But I really think that it's probably the most direct way... To get rid of the federal government, in absolutely. Your life. Is there's, that there's leave? just, it's going to
0: be next to impossible to turn the government around. I mean, this is such a, a behemoth. It's so monstrous. The, the, the bureaucracy is so embedded. It's so entrenched. the uh, The corporations are so tied in. The Federal Reserve is so powerful uh the idea that we 're going to be able to just run a few hundred candidates for uh, for State House or not state house but uh, for u s House and senate and and president and all of a sudden get these liberty loving people I- elected now all of a sudden is just ludicrous it hasn 't been happening for the last several decades it's costing us millions of dollars i mean imagine taking the kind of money that Ron Paul has. He's got what, 20 million dollars in the bank, something like that. Several million dollars. Imagine taking that, having that kind of a budget to promote secession in one state. Uh, you could really do a hell of a PR campaign for that kind of money. Uh, and it's, a, it's a uh, from what you're saying, Nick, a relatively popular idea, something that people are, are willing to consider in this day and age, even after all of the government indoctrination well, they've been
2: through. One thing I would want to consider, especially in a state as small as New Hampshire, is many people here uh, live in New Hampshire and work in Massachusetts or Vermont, or mm-hmm. uh, w- vice versa, live in Vermont, work in um, New Hampshire. They um, there's a lot of traveling that goes on, uh, whether by planes, trains, or automobiles. Sure. And people would want, would very much want a very smooth secession, where no violence and no you know stops were made. I I, I particularly, I wouldn't want a uh, border stop, honestly, at the uh yeah, Massachusetts. I, I wouldn't wouldn't particularly want to have well, to deal with that. That would be Massachusetts'
0: decision, though. You understand that, right? Yeah. New New Hampshire's not going to put up a border stop, but Massachusetts, they've been talking about the idea. I mean, we know that when it comes time for the fourth of uh, the uh, Independence Day to roll around, the Massachusetts state police has been known to set up uh, essentially uh, not really a sting operation so much as just observing their residents going to New Hampshire and then observing them coming back. They didn't do it last year, but they've done it before uh, observing them returning and then pulling them over and searching them for fireworks. So, a state like Massachusetts that is constantly complaining, the government there complaining, all these guns are coming down from Vermont and New Hampshire and we can't have this in Massachusetts. You know, with them making the claims like that, well, that's going to give them a reason to put up some sort of a checkpoint. However, it will hurt their economy. And so maybe they won't do it um, because of that. But if they want to, if they want to make a drastic move like that, Mark, then that's
2: the price I'm willing to pay. You are because you don't leave Keene. That's not true. We go to Massachusetts. Uh, how many times did you go to Massachusetts in the last year? Ten. Mm, what? I don't know anything about uh, ten times to Massachusetts, (laughs) but but, but most people don't, uh, you know, most, there's a lot of people that that it would affect greatly and they're going to be against you because of it. Yeah, but they should be against Massachusetts, not me. I'm not doing that. What do you think? Right now they don't have a problem. You come along. They do have a problem. Who should they be against? Massachusetts.
0: You. They're the ones putting up Sorry. the security. That's not yeah. what people are going regardless to do.
1: Regardless of how many times you go to Massachusetts, you can't just look at the potential problems from secession. You also have to look at the potential problems from Im- remaining in the Union. Sure. And I'm not... I, I know um, some people, and Ian, I think you'd fit this description, you're eager about secession because you don't like government, period. And I don't either, really. But the way I see it, I'm not pushing for secession because I see it as the way to eliminating all government. The reason... I I believe in secession, and it's somewhat regretfully, I'm not not terribly excited about the fact that it's come to this. The reason I support secession is because if we stay in the United States, I see nothing good coming from it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think that it should be sold to the masses on a benefits basis, the way that uh, Harry Brown had made the great libertarian offer in his 2000 campaign, essentially saying to people, well, let's... Drastically slash the government down to size, or I think his offer was: uh, Would you get rid? Would you, if you have a federal government program that's your favorite program, would you be willing to get rid of it if it meant that you could keep all the money that you earned every single year? To to sell the benefits of secession, to mm-hmm. sell how it is that getting rid of the federal government would give you more freedom, would leave more money in your pocket, would allow you to keep more of your paycheck, make more decisions for your life, expand your uh, your purview, expand your freedom, sell it from that perspective. Is there a chance that things could get a little messy as far as some individual states doing stupid things? Maybe, maybe, you know, the people in uh, Wyoming will go and put up a border fence to keep all the immigrants out. okay. Whatever that's if that's what they want to do that's their state and they should be able to make those decisions. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about those things
1: happening. Well, uh, yeah, there is the selling it, but the, another way I see that that convinces me that we should leave is not that I just see the bureaucracy in Washington as inefficient. It's that I see the United States as a sinking ship. Well, that's true too. I, I mean, we, with our impending social security crisis as far as financing it, I really don't see any way we're going to survive without our dollar massively inflating and without becoming a much well, that's more socialist—a much more socialist country in the police state. It's all—it's all coming down the road pretty soon. Oh here. yeah,
0: we can see it happening. It's stuff we talk about here every night, and would love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Secession is on the table again. How do you feel about it? Have you ever thought about this before? We'd love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. the show is Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, uh, we give away. They include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Take a look at that. That's Shrine.freetalklive. Dot com And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, Legalzoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. Legalzoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. Legalzoom.com. We go to your phone calls, unscreened to the amp line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, guys. This is Kurt. How are you?
0: Hey, Kurt. What's uh, on your mind tonight?
3: Well, I'd like to talk about intellectual property.
0: Okay, sure.
3: Um. I know that, Ian, you don't believe that it exists, or you don't believe it should exist, or at least it'll be protected.
0: Well, I think that if you can come up with a way in the marketplace without using government coercion to protect your ideas, then by all means. I don't know what those ways would be. I'm not sure how the market would innovate uh, the, well, those kind of protections, but I, I think that the market should be able to do those things if it can.
3: Well, if, if someone, say, for instance, has a, a, a CD worth of music they want to sell you, and they write on the cover or on the wrapper, you agree to this upon purchasing this CD, that you can't copy it, you can't distribute it, that would be okay with you?
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's fine. I don't know if that's going to stop the, uh, the actual activity from occurring because if they hand the CD to a friend of theirs that didn't sign that agreement and then their friend goes and rips the CD to their, their hard drive, then what do you do?
3: Um, well, it would actually be that person's. I think it'd be the buyer's job to make sure that doesn't happen because they have an agree. They would at that point have an agreement with, you know, for the the sale of that CD to make sure that, that those things don't happen. But, but well, aside from music, you know, because again, I know I know that, you know, if if it's if it's my track, I recorded it, I spent the money in the recording studio, I mm-hmm. bought the, the the instruments and what have you. I don't think you should be able to use it. But, again, I don't think I should be able to stop you from purchasing your own instruments and and playing the same chords.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, now, if you were to sell the CD at a garage sale, for instance, how would that be handled?
3: I guess then at that point you would have the contract the contract carry over.
0: That doesn't seem very likely to me. I, I don't well, know if I mean, it works that it be way. The
3: same thing as, wouldn't it be the same thing as buying a house and having the... the It would be, but those are
0: explicit. I mean, you actually signed those agreements. Whereas what what you're talking about is, you know, the kind of uh, garbage contract where they say, by opening this product, you're agreeing to this. Well, I don't know if that's quite the same thing as uh, the house contract that you get into or a a business contract, something where you're putting a a name on a dotted line.
3: Well, how how about let's talk about, uh, uh, like, work product. Say, for instance, um, I... I take my capital, my resources, Mm -hmm. i.e. the paycheck that I pay you, and I mix it with your natural resources that you are selling me, i.e. your ideas, and I can homestead that idea.
0: Yeah. Again, if you can come up with some way for the marketplace to uh, to handle this, I think you should. I just wonder what the popular opinion would be on on uh, things like the music issue. For instance, let's say you did have this contract on the CD, and the individual who purchased the CD allegedly agreed to not distribute it, uh, to resell it with all the pro- contractual provisions intact, uh, to not you know resell the CD for more than they paid for. I don't know. Whatever the con- contractual provisions you want to pr- put on there in order to prevent the spread of your the unli- unlicensed spread of your music but he goes ahead and does it anyway uh now let's say he's not selling it let's just say he's spreading it all over the place then is that something that's even worth making a move uh in arbitration on i mean are you going to take somebody to court over 13 bucks
3: well i guess it'd be depending upon the, the amount of of uh of, uh, of Damage you suffered and the amount of damages agreed upon upon the purchase of the CD. I well, mean, if, if if you agree upon a penalty of ten thousand dollars and you agree upon that, well, maybe it would be worth.
0: It. Yeah, well, in that case, then uh, you know, then the, the the person could have their reputation damaged if they did uh, if they didn't f- fall in line with that particular agreement. I just wonder how the market would end up deciding about that. I don't know. Maybe people would be very, very vehement about intellectual property. Maybe I'm in a a very small minority. Maybe most people would uh, be absolutely in favor of enforcing a contract like that. Or maybe most people would say, that's ludicrous. There's no way that we're going to enforce that contract. It's absurd. Uh, We're throwing it out of this courtroom.
3: That could very well be. But, I mean, in a situation where, you know, it just seems that that – in, in the paradigm that you that you uh, propose, that everybody would be able to be out to profit from their from you know their product, other than inventors, because I could spend a million dollars engineering something, somebody could spend a uh, hundred thousand dollars reverse engineering it and undercut my price, and then I have no incentive to come out with further products because I got hosed on the last one.
0: Well, I think as we've talked about in the past. Uh, there are some interesting uh, suggestions out there as to how the market would reorient itself with the absence of government monopoly privilege in that the ideas might come in a different way uh, than they than they do today. They might come from idea houses whose sole purpose it was to uh, to come up with ideas instead of research and development divisions also research and development divisions usually spend a good bulk of their money on legal protections on lawyers and uh, and jumping through the patent uh the patent hoops so there is something to be said for the for a cost sa- a significant cost savings that might result from getting rid of uh, the concept of intellectual property. And at the same time, you know, you also have to address, Kurt, the real life issue of the fact that these things are happening today. Uh, you come out with a product, Chinese firm re- uh, reverse engineers it and, and puts it out under the same name, but they change a letter. Uh, these things happen, and despite the fact that they happen. Many of the high-end, for instance, purse designers uh, like Burberry and Gucci and many of these other very, very expensive designers, there are rip-offs all over the marketplace. And they're legal. And they sell them everywhere, but yet these expensive products, the originals, still manage to pull in customers. They still manage to make enough of a profit to continue on doing business and to continue researching and developing new designs. So how do you explain that?
3: Well, I think that with your system, you know, a libertarian system, that the intelligence level would raise, and and we wouldn't be so caught up in the in the the uh, manufacturer's tag.
0: What do you mean by that?
3: <laughs> well, well, I think I, I think that I think that uh, as people are imbued with these concepts, that that you know, again, their intelligence level would raise, and they think, well, you know what. Maybe that person isn't a dork for carrying a $20 purse as opposed to a $2,000 purse.
2: I don't, you know what I mean? No, I, I disagree with that. I think that humans are humans, and uh, they're going to want to, um, you know, show their status through status symbols. Um, I would say, however, that uh, purchasing a book that is the uh, the original or a CD that is the original doesn't have the same um, doesn't confer the same level of status that carrying around an original purse or wearing an original Armani
0: suit. But that's, that said, though, if people's intelligence levels are raising, and I certainly hope that happens, uh, if people's intelligence levels are raising, then certainly wouldn't that lead them to the conclusion conclusion, the intellectual conclusion that you want to reward the innovator, that you want to, whether it's a CD or a book or a, you know, a, an art, a work of art or, or a wonderful invention, wouldn't you want to intelligently reward the person who came up with the original idea or the company that came up with that so so as to encourage them to come up with more um, in the
1: future? I doubt it. I wouldn't. Why? I, I, if I had the choice to pick between a CD where I have to pay the full price or a burn CD, I'd pick the burn CD every time. I, I well, don't, there are I don't, certainly
0: people that will think that way. I don't but think
1: people are going to make the ab.
4: I, I, I I'm the kind
0: of person who, when I see a product I like, I, uh, I'm i somebody who, for instance, and I've admitted to this on the air before, and I'll do it again. I download, for instance, Penn & Teller's BS, great show on the Showtime Network. I download that, which is, by law, stealing, uh, and, I, and I consume the product for free. Because I don't have cable, and I'm not going to pay for cable, and I'm not going to pay for the extra tier to get the Showtime channel. I consume their product for free, and then when it's available in the marketplace, I go out and put my money where my mouth is and purchase it because I want more BS into the
1: in the future. I think that's an unusual case. I think most people are just I don't, doing whatever so they feel is in it, their self-interest in, it, in the short, immediate short term.
0: I don't think it's unusual enough. It it may be unusual. We can come back and talk more about this. Hang on, Matt, or uh, Kurt, rather. 800-259-9231. Intellectual property. The debate continues. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. Yeah, Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features... We give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and if you want to support the show, there's some easy ways to do it. Uh, first and foremost, you can buy my house at house.freetalklive.com. You snort every single time I bring that up. <laughs> it, it 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 doesn't cease to con- uh, tickle me. The price has been drastically reduced to less than $145,000. Uh, that's less than the price I paid for it and you'll get all the upgrades and the money that I dumped into the house. You get all that. Uh, and I don't need it anymore. I don't want it in my possession, so it's it's being blown out the door. Showings are are up since oh, I've reduced my price. I'm
2: sure they are. Uh, somebody's going to buy it very quickly. Right.
0: Now that it's sub-150, uh, people are a lot more interested in it. So if you've been thinking about it, uh, you should make a move. House.freetalklive.com is the place to go to learn more. So 800-259-9231, we continue here back to Kurt in, I I believe, Michigan, I didn't ask, Kurt in Michigan? Yes, sir. Okay, we're talking about intellectual property, and uh, we were just getting into the point that I had said that people, when given the opportunity, will support voluntarily the artists that they... Are in favor of uh, in that I buy Penn and Teller's BS on DVD because I want to see more Penn and Teller's BS being made into the future. I buy in the same way that I buy products at the grocery store because I like them and I know if I keep buying them, they're going to likely keep making them for me. Uh, so, and then you said, well, you don't think most people would do that. And you're probably right. Maybe most people wouldn't do that. But I mean, if we look enough at, of them may. And but enough of them will to make it worthwhile. And all we have to do is look at real life examples of that happening today. Let's take Free Talk Live's AMP program, a little program we set up to allow people to support Free Talk Live uh beyond the the normal advertiser supported model of of radio, we give our listeners the opportunity to come and pay three bucks a month and you know help us get on more radio stations and also get some perks for themselves like access to the the line that you're on right now kurt uh the the amp call in line the amp form the chat room we're we estimate that about a tenth of our internet listeners, maybe a little less.
2: Oh, no, no, I would say it's a little, little more. more. We've we've seen at our highest. Yeah, but we can't numbers. count all
0: of our streamers because we've got like nine internet affiliates that stream us at various different times of the day, and we don't know how many listeners they have. So I'd say it's a rough estimate that about 10% of our Internet listeners are contributing I'm to gonna the I'm going to say Amp it's
2: program. a little lower than that uh, of the people that, in fact, listen regularly. You're going to expect an, uh, a person who's going to amplify to be a regular, regular listener. But na- that means 90% of them aren't. So,
0: there is a significant per. you 're right there's a significant percentage of people that don 't do that, but it 's still enough to uh, to make it worthwhile and with radiohead 's recent uh, release that 's another perfect example. They made millions on their free release of their album recently where they allowed people to pay whatever they thought it was worth. They got in i think it was an average of six dollars per person. many people paid nothing, of course, and they 're always going to be the free riders, if you will. But the fact is, some paid six, some paid more than six. And then when it was released recently, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, on hard copy in CD, even though they'd already sold millions of dollars worth of it online, it still went platinum within a week or so of of its release, selling over 100,000 copies right out of the box. So, I mean, there's no doubt that even with this open, more free distribution model, people are still supporting the artists and the products that they believe in.
1: Right, but but music and and creative endeavors don't have as much overhead to say something like um, a new drug that a drug company designs. Uh, while it might work for some purposes, I'm not saying that, that some people won't be able to make a new business model like that work. What I'm saying is it might not work in every in every case. I mean, you might have a new drug being designed takes a lot of money coming back if you offer people – the opportunity to voluntarily pay what they think it's worth. Yeah, but it
0: takes a lot of money because the FDA' is in there charging these drug companies billions yeah. of dollars in fees.
1: But there's still going to be a lot of research and development and a lot of costs in in pursuits like that and other engineering. Pursuit. A That's fine. Of, we'd a have a society where people
0: could pursuit. could do that research without begging the government's permission first. So we'd uh, odds are we'd have more medical products hitting the marketplace than we do today.
1: You probably would, but you don't necessarily need to get rid of intellectual property and the FDA at the same time. That's all I'm saying. Kurt, uh, you're silent. Any thoughts so far? Well,
3: I'm I'm all for getting rid of the FDA because they're the biggest killer in the country. Mm. Um, but uh, and I I do believe that those people who do appreciate what you do. Will support you, as evidenced by well the check that I sent you that I hope you've already gotten. Um,
0: yes, yes, and, I believe I do. Yes.
3: And and you don't and 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 again when you make it a voluntary thing, you know some people will pay more than what you would think it's worth. Like you say three dollars a month, but there are some people that pay. Well, I noticed on your amp list, there's Kato pays two hundred bucks a month.
0: Yes, uh, Brian I mean? uh, Brian from Colorado pays a hundred. Yeah,
3: so, yeah, I mean these are if, if, and if if the goal like you like you always say if the goal is so virtuous people will open up their wallets
0: sure and and also i mean in the world of medical uh products if there's a company out there with something promising with something that could really uh revolutionize uh, and change things and cure cancer, AIDS, something like that. Uh, There would be plenty of people that would voluntarily, I think, contribute to to a a concept like that, to developing that. I mean, there might be people out there, there might be charitable organizations doing research and development. Who knows what the marketplace would come up with?
1: Well, if it's that that easy to get voluntary amounts of money that make something profitable, why not just eliminate pricing altogether and have everything, not just intellectual property, but even hard (laughs) materials like food and gas? Why not make that a voluntary endeavor?
0: Well, I, I think that, <laughs> I mean, that, well, you're, that... Then you're talking about that, hard hard products. You're well, not talking about ideas.
1: Same, yeah, but that's in the same vein. You're offering a service. If they want you to keep providing Nick it, won't they just offer the, That makes a lot of sense, and, and that is... That you know,
2: the one of the reasons that people are willing to, uh, you know, pay, give so much money to Free Talk Live to the Amplifier Program is because they believe in it. In the they, they've affiliated themselves emotionally with Free Talk Live, in the same way the handbags and, all, and a lot of other things that we've talked about um, this evening, as far as uh, intellectual property goes, it it's it's about uh, buying is an emotional thing, not necessarily intellectual. For you. Ian, I really do believe it's largely intellectual. You uh, support Penn & Teller because you believe in their product. But you have this moral code that many people do not have. Okay. And it affects how you operate. And I'd say... there, there could be some problems. Uh, definitely our economy would change without intellectual property. And Fine. I believe that the people that don't believe in intellectual property um, that call this show are mostly people that don't believe in the government and therefore have to get rid of intellectual property. Intellectual property is, so that's how is I came to, the conclusion. Yeah. to them. That's how I
0: came to the conclusion. Not primary.
2: And of course the economy is going to change. Of course it is. It's
0: going to change largely, and it may change for the worse. Oh, that's nonsense. See, the go. idea that uh, this, uh, this group of bandits out there extracting money from people by force somehow improves the economy is absolutely absurd. Kurt, your final thoughts?
3: Well, I just think that when you start talking about uh, people having being part of idea houses, I just think that the people at that point who come up with the ideas are, are only can only get paid for their time and not for their ideas. You know, whereas if, if their idea makes somebody else a, a million dollars, they're just getting paid their hourly wage. And I think that they should also be able to profit off that. If the idea has come up come. with
2: a, come up with a uh, marketplace paradigm for that. Well, there will, if the idea house paradigm works, then there will be other paradigms that work. Um, but. You know, Just because we I can't envision it. One thing it, you can be sure of that will not happen is you won't write a song and 20 years from now still be making money on that thank song.
0: Thank goodness. I don't think
2: you should See, be I, able to. i glad I got to get Ian, uh, draw him out of his hole on that one.
0: Work harder. Now, you, know, you shouldn't be able to sit back and rest on your laurels. You should be constantly competing uh, to be on top.
3: But as long as it's my copy of the song that I did and I paid for in the studio, I think I should get paid in perpetuity. But if you record my song with your musicians, that's a whole different story.
0: Very good Kurt. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. This is one of those issues in case you couldn't tell if you're new to the show, uh this is one of those issues that uh, it brings heated debate between libertarians, uh, as you can tell, and it will continue on into the future. This has been this is a debate that has been going on for years on this show.
2: Yep, yeah, it certainly has. <laughs>
0: and I think it's a healthy one. These are ideas people don't normally consider. They're I- things they take for granted. Uh, they think that it they think that these many people believe this intellectual property protection is a good idea until they come up against it themselves if they are an inventor and they have their invention stolen from them by some patent company that snatches it out of their hands and then goes and registers the patents on their own and screws the inventors over then they discover that maybe these intellectual property laws aren 't what they 're cracked up to be
1: but is it just the fact that it 's in a legal paradigm that that do you believe that people have a right to their to make some money off of their ideas if they can do it in a market paradigm. A right
0: to make money off of their ideas. Yes. Do you
1: believe that there is property that they have a right to when they come up with a, a distinct idea or a distinct piece of work?
0: Well, I think that if you uh, if you create a product in reality, then you've got property. There's right. scarcity if, there. If
1: you write a song, do you have a right to make money off it?
0: If someone will pay you to perform that song or to give you a copy or but to give the, them a the copy, the fundamental of that song, question I'm asking. You have no right to make profit on anything. You see, only have
2: a right to. The intellectual property issue to the, the people that don't believe in government is bathwater. They are willing, or is baby, they are willing to throw it out with the government. Whoa. We're
1: well, not throwing anything that's out. absolutely but what, what I'm you're asking, doing. is it intellectual property that's a problem, or can we have intellectual property if the market can can If guarantee... the market can
0: somehow protect people's ideas, I think it should. Yeah, of course. Okay. Without using coercion, that's all. More on the way. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The CAI toll-free line. As we launch into hour number two of the show, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into your phone calls. Uh, We talk to Mike in New York. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hello, Ian,
0: Hey, Mike. Mark, and Nick. What is on your mind, sir?
5: Um, Well, I wanted to talk about the free market. Please. You like to talk about that a lot.
2: Mm, Yes, Yes. it's his religion.
5: Yeah, it is. And I appreciate... If if freedom freedom can
0: be a religion, okay.
5: Well, you know, religion is whatever you make of it, you know? Sure. But you like to talk about it a lot, but don't you think that if you put too much power in anyone's hand, that that will cause corruption
0: that's why i'm against government in favor of the free market because you aren't putting power in anyone's hand you're abolishing the power structure and you're putting you're giving everybody the ability to make decisions based on what's in their best interest uh in the marketplace spending their voting with their dollars voting with their feet uh people wouldn't have power in the free market
5: well i believe actually i believe a balance of power would be better I'm and who will, who government. will be in
0: charge of deciding how that power will be balanced?
5: Uh, I can't tell you. I mm. really haven't went that far. But I think that if you have uh let's say the free market something to balance off the free market and then you have the free market to balance off the government and or whatever else other institution whether it You be can't have arbitrage. just a quick
0: correction. You cannot have Government and the free market existing together. Uh, the government counteracts the free market. The government interferes with the free market. It is uh, The the marketplace is only free in the absence of government
2: regulation.
5: But is that true? Yes. I mean, well, we had a freer market
0: earlier in this country's history. Yes, sure.
2: You could say that. A freer market, yeah, absolutely. But
0: it was not, free, it was well, not a free market. It,
1: it was a free market except in the areas where the government was involved, postal service, right. military, and... Um, I think most people would agree I, – I think, I think generally even people who want liberty, the majority – and I'm not – this discussion comes up a lot whether we want a totally free market or whether some government is necessary. Um, I think most people agree that so, at some point there's a couple of functions like defense and maybe a justice system to keep people from killing each other that the government can do better than the free market. My reason for supporting that is I believe if you go to a completely free market, you'll have men with guns take over. There will always be people in pursuit of power. That's true. I don't – Ian, besides – I mean I know you say that if we get to a free market, people will be more enlightened. But they'd have to be enlightened to get to that point. But barring a much – barring the idea that everyone's going to come to the realization that we shouldn't use force on each other, if we were to just eliminate the government today – wouldn't some people in business start to form their own governments? I mean it's happened throughout history when one government falls, people create another government. I'm just not sure we can escape Agreed. the I agree with.
0: I agree with you. You can't just get rid of government tomorrow. That's a, you know, that's a fantasy world.
5: Yeah, but even if, let's just say, the government is around and the people are proactive in their, you know, in their uh, endeavors to keep the government at bay, and then you have the free market – Your solution of uh, ostracization, I don't think that is going to work. Because me, as a businessman, let's just say, and uh, I come up with an idea to defraud people. If you ostracize me, I'm still millions of dollars ahead. I'll give you an example, like uh, Ivan Bolsky or Michael Milken. You know, the government charged them something like $250 million in, in fines, but they still was ahead because they stole over seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Well, well, first
2: ostracize me while I'm in Tobago. With baby. a <laughs>
0: with a uh, system of restitution, y- if you stole money from people, you would be uh, you'd have to pay those people back. Uh, and if you didn't pay them back, you'd be in violation of uh, their rights, and you could be incarcerated for something like that. So but your rights
5: you, is only as good as the person who's protecting them. No.
0: Right, and in the free marketplace, they 'd be protected by uh, competing arbitration agencies and people that actually uh, would care as opposed to these government bureaucrats that make arbitrary decisions so no. and in addition, if you 've got millions of dollars that 's great let 's say that you you know let 's say you just pay it all back anyway. Uh, or, or you keep you, – whatever, whatever you decide to do, if you don't pay it back, you uh, might not be able to spend that money. If you're being ostracized and there are companies out there whose job it is to pr- promote your ostracism, then uh, you might have a tough time spending that money because people won't want to do business with you as a res- because as a result, their reputations could take, uh, take a hit, and they aren't going to want to risk that.
5: Well, I, I can understand that, but that's saying that I stay in this country. Yeah. Now, I, I've made million dollars from this country, and I move on to the next country. And then I do that in that country, and I move on to the next country. Now, after, Well, if, if you
0: owe somebody millions of dollars, then it, w- it might be worth it for that insurance company to hire an, a, a bounty hunter to come get you and bring you back. Yeah,
1: but they can't come and well, get... Well, force,
0: isn't that? Not... Yeah. Well, you've stolen money from someone, oh, so you okay. violated I'm...
1: their rights. Yeah, but who determines that? I mean, I've heard you advocate a voluntary competing arbitration system. So what if I say, mm-hmm. I don't do arbitration?
0: Right. Well, that's fine. If you've stolen money from someone and the arbitrators, the that? insurance companies, the investigators can can prove it, then they are going to make the move to, to, to bring where you will to they, justice. But where
1: will they prove? It? What you're going to have is a situation where I can make a claim that somebody owes me money, and if somebody doesn't want to go to an arbitrator, who's going to prove it? It's he said, she said.
0: Well, you—if you don't have any evidence, then all you've got is a claim, and no one's going to take that case. But if you have evidence and somebody actually does owe you money, you've been stolen from; your rights have been violated. Then you're, the company is going out on a limb somewhat by by arresting that person. Um, and if, they, if it turns out that you were wrong and you don't have the evidence, then that company that made that move is is screwed financially and and from a business sense, from a reputation sense. So there are things that you know the marketplace would put in ha, would have built-in incentives. If you were innocent, then you'd have all the reason in the world to go to arbitration to prove your innocence. Because then, once you prove that you were innocent, you'd have to have, that uh, that person that was originally charging you would have to pay for your court costs. They'd have to pay for your lost time, and you'd make out you'd make out bank. So you'd have all the incentives in the world to go to arbitration. But,
1: but you're coming back to the the up against the gangsterism argument against the free market, which is ultimately what you're saying is it's going to depend on insurance companies or whoever ends up filling the void. Getting men with guns together and going and hunting down people who've either taken money or committed some other crime against person or property, you're going to have basically governments for hire.
0: Right. Well, so, wouldn't you, are you are suggesting we shouldn't go after
2: violent criminals? No, I, I no. am. I think he's <laughs> suggesting that we shouldn't get rid of the government entirely.
0: Why? Why would you think that the government is more efficient or better at uh, bringing people to justice? I'm not I, saying
1: they're I, necessarily I, more efficient. I'm saying I'm saying you're not going to have a whole bunch of different groups of men with guns trying to. Trying to compete for that. I think you run into a very dangerous They're competing on the basis
0: of being right. They're competing on the basis of justice. Nobody ca- of-
1: the, the client doesn't care if you're right. They just want to get their money, whether they have a rightful claim to it or not.
0: Well, they need to have a rightful claim. Otherwise, the claim will be on them, and they'll have to pay out. Um,
5: I, I don't believe that any one thing is good. The thing that makes, uh, I'll give you an example, nature. The thing that makes nature work is the balance. So you have one animal that kills another, that kills another. In other words, uh, we have a whole bunch of rats here in New York City, mm-hmm. and that's because a lot of the animals that eat rats are gone. They, we don't have them anymore. So now you have a plethora of rats, but no one to really do the job that you know nature did. And I think the free market would be the same thing. The free market is only as good so long as that it has something that will, uh, how can I say, polarize it, Something that will keep it neutral. Once you have too much of anything, then that would become a bad thing in itself. You know, with corruptions. Like, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, you talk about the free market. This country had a, a freer market back in the days, and where there was less rules and rest, less regulations. But what happened? You had the fires in New York City, and these fires brought about the regulations. Now that's stifling competition. That's stifling uh, the free market. So it has to be a give-and-take. I don't know if it's going to be the government, but it has to be something else that co- counteracts the free market. Because I think you've you- lost
0: sight of the real issue, and the real issue is uh, the initiation of force and using force on people who have not harmed anyone else. That's what the issue is, and I think you've, you've been a little confused on that. And thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I'm not sure how the, uh, the free market caused fires. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. But more on the way, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. Wiki included over 1,500 pages. Created by listeners like you. You can go and change it as much as you want. It's the wiki. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I dot And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June uh, June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to meet activists who are already achieving successes in New Hampshire and learn how the Free State Project early movers are making a difference. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Just another thought real quick on our last caller. We'll move on uh, into your calls here. He got... I, I was getting lost toward the end of his call, getting difficult to understand what he was getting at. It, But he was talking He was talking about this concept, there needs to be well, some sort of balance, when, right? when you
2: call a radio show, you, you're trying to uh, amend your thoughts on the fly oh, because I understand. you only have a limited amount of time. And I understand.
0: Kind of he was talking about this concept of, of uh, having a balance between the, the market and, and government. And it, as I said earlier, you can't have a free market if government is around. Uh, you can have freer markets. You can have markets that have less regulation than others, and we see that today with, for instance, the computer industry far more free than the automotive industry. Uh, and you can see the you can see the benefit that it has. It, there's far more innovation. are uh, cost reductions. It's just better to have less government around. And the other issue was, uh, the, you know, the question of uh, coercion, I, and that's why I said at the end of his call, the issue is volunteerism versus coercion. You either accept coercion at some level, and then, you've, you know, then, then you're just arguing over the level of coercion that, that you've accepted, or you reject it entirely. I have rejected the initiation of force entirely, and that's what I, w- I would hope other people could come to the conclusion that that is a desirable thing, that we shouldn't have people initiating force on others who have not done anything to deserve that, who have not harmed anyone else in the first place.
2: So that's my position. I see value in that um the idea of a government is that it's uh, you know a proper government of of the proper size in my opinion is that it's there to protect people um and their liberties now can it protect me without initiating force on me um it, you wouldn't at that at that point if you didn't subscribe to the government, it would have no um, obligation to protect you.
0: Okay, then you're la- you are now labeling government as a business entity in the marketplace that is providing protection services. If that's what you're talking about, then I'm in favor of.
1: Well, it. not necessarily. You could have um, a monopolistic government that. Wouldn't With 100% uh,
0: of the people cons- consenting well, to its activities, you could uh, you could in that case,
1: but you wouldn't necessarily have to consent. I mean, you just might not. You might just if you violate the rules and you don't want to go to court, maybe you'll just be declared outside of legal protection. I, I'm a I'm a proponent of that idea of making say you are alleged to have committed an assault and you're told to go to court on a certain date and you say no I'm not going to go, well then you're outside of. Then the government will, won't force you to come in, but they'll say, if someone comes by and shoots you, you don't have, you don't have recourse in our well, court. Well, if
0: they if aren't initiating force, the, then that's fine. If
2: a government of the proper size um, exists, and it's a small government, then you won't run afoul of that unless you've hurt someone or stolen from someone. Are you going to do that? One more time. Run, run that by me again. If a government, a small government of its proper size within its con- you know constitutional constraints, that kind of thing... Mm-hmm. Um and I think that there's a few things wrong with the Constitution that we currently have, but you know, um, if of the proper size, you won't run afoul of it if you don't hurt someone or steal from someone. Do you expect to do that? No, of course then what's not. What's the problem with that government? Oh, I have no problem with it. I've never had a problem with
0: that. I think that at that point, Mark, what we're arguing over is semantics in the definition of government. Because I would not define that organization as a government. That's an or- a business entity operating voluntarily in the marketplace, oh, and that's I see. different. So it's that's text. different from a gang of people initiating force on uh, on others to get their way, which is what we have today. That's the government that we well, have
1: today. The key comes with how it's funded, and it's very. So far, we haven't really seen a government. In human history, that that can it fund vo- itself without initiating funding. force. They say we're the government. We're going to protect you from yeah from murder and everything else. And and but you don't have to pay us. Right. I, if you I have know. a
0: group of people that is doing business and providing services without initiating force, I don't think you have a government. But if you guys want to call that a government, fine. Let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah. Hey, I, what's, what's on yeah, your mind?
6: I was on the internet, web crew, web surfing. I found something really interesting. Okay. There's this movement called female led. Female what? Female led. L E A D. Yeah, and was uh, the website's called the Art of Fendom. and they say their primary goal is to build uh, a society where men are subservient to women.
2: Hmm. I wonder how that's gonna go for them.
6: I don't know, but <laughs> Poorly. they have training courses for women to teach them psychology and how to brainwash men to make them more subservient.
0: What's this website?
6: Uh, it's called the Art of or Female led. Just Google it. You'll find it.
2: I, I see strongfemalelead.blogspot.com. Female Lead, L E D. okay.
6: Yeah, they call it the Female led Evolution. So it goes too far when it comes to So they want to they
0: view, like, brainwash men to make them more subservient?
2: Yes. Well, all they're going to be able to brainwash at that point is uh, weak-minded men, who then they're going to um, breed and create uh, weaker-minded men, and therefore it's going to leave the stronger-minded men out there to crush them. I mean, well, that doesn't make any sense. If they're
0: if they're <laughs> if they're successfully able to uh, persuade men or brainwash them or whatever term you want to use to be more subservient, they're not initiating force on them. So whatever. I mean, there's some guys that like that, you know. Men and women out there that enjoy being dominated and enjoy being uh, I know, su- submitting.
6: I know, but they're trying to start like this kind of like movement, and I just don't think a movement is good for that.
0: Well, there are all kinds of people out there trying to start all sorts of different movements, so I, I wouldn't be too concerned about a-, a group of people trying to start something uh, as long as they're any more than, not than the people that uh,
2: you know had the stop global warming uh, bumper stickers on the back of their car. You know, they had like a
0: map on their
6: site. With the pink, and the following states have all, it was all their subscriber states in the United States.
0: I imagine these people, should they be able to get in control of government, would be very dangerous and would likely want to impose their will on on others. But, you know, I understand where they're coming from, uh, because there have certainly been uh, misogynists, uh, men that have been lording power over women for many, many uh, decades, hundreds if not hundreds of years. So, I I mean, I understand the source of, I I think, where their issues are coming from. Uh, That doesn't mean I agree with what they're doing. To
2: me, it sounds mostly like a fetish site. (laughs)
6: yeah but i thought that too but when they're talking about movements and stuff like that i'm just it kind of you know makes you think because i know there are good movements and there are bad movements
2: yeah they can call it whatever they want there's clubs of people that go um, go around uh, wearing diapers and people that dress up like animals in order to satisfy their thank you um
6: i just wanted to get that out just in case uh just look into it
0: you know very good. Thanks for the recommendation, dude. 800- First time I've heard about it. Yep, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the cycle CAI toll free line. Just I, I googled female led. Looks like there are several websites calling themselves or uh, related to female led relationships, and. You know, if
1: they if they're doing this voluntarily, fine. I I think women <laughs> have the uh, controlling say in most relationships.
0: I think you're right. They're uh, the ones that make decisions for buying houses, groceries, cars, all kinds of things.
1: I think I think in reality it's it, it that exists in practice much more than we we think about in today's society.
0: I would agree with you, sir. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is your show. On the way, Aaron and Tom. Ladies, if you call in, you come first because Females lead the calls on this show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's (laughs) amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Inviting you to our website. Join us there. We've got all kinds of neat features. They're all for free. And You can get signed up for the updates to find out what's the latest with Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
2: How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to FTLDiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's FTLDiscount.com.
0: 1-800-259-9231. Just uh, as an aside or an addition, I guess, to the last caller, I don't know what his position was, and I probably should have asked about it, uh, but it seemed like he was pretty upset about the idea of a woman being in charge of a relationship. And... Uh, The only way that would upset me is if there was some law mandating it or some law that would uh, be put into place favoring that uh, over voluntary relationships. And as I said, if these are people that are entering into these relationships on a voluntary basis, then that's great. He used the term brainwashing, which it seems to me like he got – like, he got that news from some pro-men group, though he say, he claims he was just surfing around. Uh, he, he seems like the kind of guy that would be outraged by that, and there are many men that feel uncomfortable about a woman making decisions. But I'm with you, Nick. I think in, in most relationships, whether the guys might want to admit it or not, it is the ladies that are well, making the decisions. Well, I, I
1: heard an ad on the radio today. I think it's for the, like... Some some cooking show, some like homeware mm-hmm. cooking show. They were they were trying to bring in advertisers on local radio station by saying that it's a mostly female audience and they're the ones who control most major buying decisions about houses, cars, everything. And you know, it's just it's just kind of the way things are. I don't really have a problem with it.
0: Well, here's a question from. Uh, well, the,
2: I I, yeah. I would have to disagree. I mean, my wife. Your Her, wife controls your finances. She does. She pays attention, but she doesn't uh and she She uh, gives you a stipend to spend every week. But major decisions as far as buying and that kind of thing, I I I have as much, if not more, um, control really? of those things who decided to buy that car. Right.
0: But the, the fine thing about that is you've both entered into that agreement voluntarily. You didn't brainwash her, and she didn't brainwash she you. She gets to
2: decide what brand of paper towels we buy. I mean, I'll give you that, mm. because I don't care. But the purchases that I do care about... You assert yourself, and you I, I get them. Understand. Now, um, now, if she wanted to veto that... She probably could. She right. doesn't, because that's how the relationship that's your relationship. Well, a question
0: here at allexperts.com uh, says, My husband's be- expressed an interest in my taking on the role of head of the household. Amongst, Apparently, this is something that he's been interested in exploring for a very long time. It's also a very common desire amongst men, or at least not incredibly rare, she says. He sent me to a website, which is apparently the leading website for something called the Around Her Finger Movement. On the site, a woman named Emily Addison discusses why a wife led relationship is superior to a traditional relationship. I have to admit I'd be very interested in reading that little bit. Google that then. Around her finger movement is what it's called. I have to admit that the website makes some very compelling arguments. I'd be curious about your thoughts and if you have any first hand knowledge about these relationships. Uh, The answer is, uh, hi, Melinda, you've come to the right person. I was one of those women that do better when I'm in charge of the household. I'm a very strong-willed personality. In my first marriage, I was the boss of the household. My husband at the time, we're now divorced for several reasons, seemed to like my being in charge. I've always had the need to be in control, so to speak. My current husband's just fine with this, too. In fact, he prefers it. As I take care of all the financial aspects of the household, I'm a stay-at-home mom. While my husband works, I make almost all of the decisions as to what we do, where we go, uh, what we do. I also ask his opinion on things. Not that I always use it, but I do take it into consideration. It just works for us. Of course, every family unit's different and unique. You could try this out to see if it's something you can do, and it certainly can't hurt to see how it goes. Some maybe you may be surprised. Some men actually like a woman in charge. I guess it makes them feel more secure or something. But it's definitely not for everyone, that's for sure. They miss so- Mama. Well, you know, that could be it. That could be the the one of the factors that's in play behind the scenes, if you will. So, again, I I don't know what this brainwashing's all about. The the around her finger
2: movement does sound a little bit weird. Right. That's that's what gives me the fetish feel for yeah. this whole thing, which if that's what turns jean fine and dandy doesn't matter to right. me but um and i'd be interested in, in I, I can't find on uh googling around her finger movement i'm not finding this right. uh, what was the gals uh, article name there um or, this is from allexperts.com no no you said in the early part of the article you'd read um this woman wrote a, uh, wrote something that uh, you know in support of the around At her emily
0: addison emily addison A-D-D-I-S-S-O-N, the around her finger movement if a woman can wrap a man around her finger voluntarily, I say great. That's fine. But if women or men start to pass laws that benefit one sex over the other, then we have a problem.
2: There's an aroundherfinger.com.
0: We uh, would love to hear from you on this. 800-259-9231. Continue with your calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to, I believe Mike is on the line in Oregon. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with and Nick, and Mark. Mike in Oregon? Going once? Mike in Oregon. Uh, Hello.
7: This is this is Mike in uh, Utah.
0: Well, close enough. What's on your mind tonight? Close enough. <laughs> um,
7: yeah. Sorry. I, uh, I I promised myself I wasn't going to call in again. It's Been so interesting. I just had to. Yeah.
8: Um,
7: but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk actually about the uh, not the the around your finger movement. I, I my wife is in charge of our relationship and that's fine by me. Mm. Um But uh, not officially. I haven't told her she's in charge of the relationship. <laughs> but I think
2: she. I think that a lot of men live knows. in that same world you're talking about.
7: Yeah, somehow I think she knows. But uh anyway, um I was actually talking uh, thinking about the previous arguments, first about intellectual property and then uh that gentleman that called in uh that talked about uh you know why free markets wouldn't work or why he didn't think that they would work.
0: Go for it, sir. Um,
7: that guy he was talking about, you know, New York and he used the uh the metaphor that in New York they have a lot of rats because they've gotten rid of the animals that eat rats. And uh, I kind of see what he was saying there and I understand what he was getting at because uh, it could be a scary thing to think that there wouldn't be regulation to guarantee that some of the things that have happened in the past with, uh, you know, the bad aspects of a monopoly or, uh, you know, uh, different things like that that have happened when the markets were freer, you know, you can kind of get scared of those things if you don't have a guarantee that there's a government there saying
5: that's not going to happen.
0: Well, and, and but, to interject uh, on that, uh, the... The stories that you were told in in high school about monopolies in the past were embellished to favor governments. Mm-hmm. Uh, monopolies can only can not exist without government enforcing their monopoly. Well,
1: ninety percent of the stories were embellished, but there were cases where where companies like mining companies. Would hire private detectives to strong arm striking workers, shoot them that sort of thing, and of course the government was on the company' side so <laughs> I, well no but the, well the government wasn 't directly involved, so it was essentially like there was no government involvement at all so there, there will be some excesses in a free market. You're not going to have a perfect system. I
0: never said. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. There are so, going to be injustices, just far less.
1: It's, yeah, it's far exaggerated in government high school how bad the robber barons were. But of course, right. many will,
0: of those robber barons were tied in. But with But the there, state.
1: W- there can be some excesses with with market forces. So go on, sir.
0: Uh, well, yeah. What I was thinking was that you know
7: even if those things came about, if we had a truly free market, then of course we'd rely more heavily on things like consumer reports and uh it, it's not something that would pass you know under the radar if there's a company that's abusing some kind of monopoly
0: yeah uh, well absolutely about- well if in the free market them? again the only way you could have a monopoly is to uh is to get a, a market monopoly by outperforming all of your competitors putting you know them all going out of business because they're so inferior to you your product is so great your service is so great and so affordable that everyone has voluntarily chosen to use you uh that's something that's in my from what I can tell never actually happened in the marketplace so all monopolies we are familiar with for the most part have been uh enforced on us on us by government fiat and dictate Dick tons. Right.
7: Well, and if you can take a if you can take a monopoly in a free market, then more power to you. I mean, that's that's right. But
0: you can only hold on to it as long as you continue to provide excellent service and products at the at the right prices. Because as soon as you right. get too greedy and raise your prices, there's a market opportunity for someone to step in and take away some of your market segment. And in a free market, there's no government regulate uh, regulator sitting there saying, "Whoa, you can't come into this business. You need a license first. So, uh, so in the marketplace, anybody could jump in any time. I know you have more, dude. Hang on. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231, whether it's uh, the market or women uh, ruling a relationship or whatever you want to talk about, Uh, anything goes here. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. The Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Want to help support the show? Buy some stuff. Head over to Amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase being sent to Free Talk Live. Still the same great Amazon, same great prices, huge selection, and uh, their wonderful commenting system. I love the comments on Amazon, the reviews, the user reviews, one of my favorite features. Uh, So head over to Amazon.freetalklive.com to get your shopping done. There's a cool thread right now on the Free Talk Live BBS where people are sharing the things that they're buying they're just telling each other what it is they're buying over on Amazon which I just find I find it neat. I think it's cool that people are are, are proud to be buying from our Amazon link because this is stuff they need for life. Many of the you know college kids ordering college textbooks French for instance uh, which by the way, you can get those things used on Amazon for next to nothing. So if you're a young person going to college, that's a great idea. And uh, people buying gadgets and electronics, and I just love it. And it's great prices for you and a great deal for us. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Okay, uh, we continue with your phone calls. Mike is still there in Utah. Uh, Mike, you're back on Free Talk Live.
8: Yeah, thanks.
7: Uh, I love that guy's voice. You're listening to Free Talk Live.
0: Oh, our rejoiner? That's Bob Garrett. He's my mentor. Uh, He hosts a, a radio show in uh I think it's Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah, Fort Myers, Florida, and he's on the uh, he's on the morning show there. Great guy and he actually from time to time uh he'll listen and he will actually call in. He's been calling in recently. Have you noticed that, Mark? Yeah, Bob's he, called in a few times. I, I noticed he called in once. Yeah, he's called in a handful of times within the past uh past 6 months. So you might have oh, like him all call the time. In. Got a great rock and roll voice. I'm sorry, what was your question, Mike?
7: Sorry, does he talk like that all the time? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He's, he's not he,
0: making that up. He has some sort of lung issue. I don't remember what his his uh, his problem is but there's a physical condition he has that that uh, makes his voice that way.
7: Wow, well, it sounds
0: awesome. It, it's well it's uh, not awesome it's awful. Uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but it works but, for him. But he he's able to survive which is you know a good thing.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um I was going to talk also about uh uh the idea of intellectual property uh in a free market.
0: Yes sir, go ahead. And I
7: think that uh I think that that call that you had had some pretty good points except that um you know, we really don't have to, I don't think anyway, that we have to change very much to be able to account for things like that in a free market, um, mostly because, like if you look at uh, where the music industry, for example, there are, um, you know, people get upset about if you download a CD and you don't pay for it, but mostly the people that get upset are the ones are, that are, uh, you know, paying for the CDs to be printed, that are paying for the CDs to be made, and therefore they're the ones that are profiting off of their, their, uh, their sale, which is for mm-hmm. the most part not the bands themselves. Um, the bands usually make most of their money by touring by people buying tickets to go and see them play the music that they created That's that 's true they made up and I think that you could do the same thing with you know pretty much any creative uh, market where you you know uh, say you 're a writer instead of focusing on um, you know maybe what kind of book sales you 're making and selling your book so that you get a higher cut uh, out of the larger sales from the pro- from the production place, you could focus on selling your book to the production company, and then they would make the profit off of how many books they sold, Um, so thereby protecting your intellectual property such that you would make the money from the idea itself, even if it is kind of a one-time-use thing. Yeah, I think we'd see more
0: competition. I think we'd see more original uh, – we'd see more art. There'd there'd be as much, if not more, uh, works of art on the marketplace – if that were the situation, because then they wouldn't be able to ride it out on one successful song or one successful book. Uh, if they wanted to continue making money, they'd have to continue churning out new product, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing for them. It's a good thing for the consumer. I mean, it's a good thing for them in that they have to keep competing and improving themselves. It's bad in that they can't just sit back and rest on their laurels, but that's it's okay because the consumers benefit.
7: Right, and it's really not that much of a stretch from where we are now, and so I don't think that it's something that... You know, like uh, I think it was Mark said, it was like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I really don't think that that has to be the case, and I really don't think it would be because it's such an easy transition.
0: Well, you're right. Most authors, for instance, want to keep turning out new books today because they want to make more and more money with each new release. They aren't necessarily satisfied with just collecting revenues off of uh, continuous sales of, of one book, so they might have to turn out a few extra books or, or a few more products. Maybe not, though. Maybe they'd maybe uh, you know, they'd be able to profit as just as well. Maybe things would just reorganize themselves. And again, it's so hard for us to sit here and say how things would work in the absence of government monopoly protection. Uh, we can't. We can't predict those things because we're not the ones that are going to be in search of those profits. One
2: thing I will say is that uh, there's there's something wrong with our patent system currently. Um, oh, my, yes. And, and it needs to be it looked at. It favors lawyers. I'm not sure. Sh- uh, you know, one of the... Uh, I'm not sure how that would look, but um, there's there's a big problem with it currently.
0: Hey, Mike, thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you as always. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls, it's Aaron in Canada. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Good
9: evening. How are you, Ian Good. Mark?
0: Oh, super. Nick's Good. here too. What's on your mind?
9: Well, uh, I remember that Ian was somewhat upset regarding the, uh, understandably regarding the police break-in. And uh, Which one battering down of the door the, uh, regarding the uh, the family who had the son with the bruised leg?
0: Oh yeah, this was a story we talked about. Was it last week? I think where the 11 year old fell. The paramedics came. The paramedics recommended he go to the hospital. The parents said no. That's okay. We'll take care of him. They iced up the they iced up the bruise. And then and later that night, the, the SWAT team busted yeah. in and stole their kid from them.
9: Well, they, they they've done the same to me, but under different circumstances. I was uh, abducted from my home. Eight of them all at guns to my head without warrant or without charges based on a U.S. profiling attack that resulted in, in this interrogation where they threatened me with extradition to the United States. Those two uh, two of the eight officers who were there, uh, Rodwald uh, 2375 two, uh, two, and Sushnik 2450.
0: I don't know what They're those just, numbers mean, but if you could just continue your story, that'd be fine.
9: Those are the, the badge numbers of the officers who were charged in the media yesterday morning. Here in Canada, it came up on CBC. And so your char- story is
0: getting some some national attention there in Canada? No,
9: that, they were charged independent of my story. Just, I just happened to uh, hear it on the news, and I wondered if it was the same ones, because they were charged with illegal entry and, and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, perjury.
0: That's yeah, not a surprise. I mean, these guys, if they do it once, they've been doing it a whole lot more than that. I mean, odds are good if you catch a cop stealing drugs or stealing cash or demanding a woman give him a blowjob. You know, odds are very good that he's – that's not the first time he's tried that. So uh, they probably got busted uh, for for something else very similar that they've done.
9: Well, yes, it was, after, and it was after a year investigation that this conclusion was drawn upon. Are they actually
0: – so they're facing charges now?
9: They're facing charges, and – They uh, they were at my mother's home on January 8th, two of them, four officers, uh, basically terrorizing her, again, without warrant or without charges. And this is actually after an incident uh, in which uh, Minneapolis police, who uh, profiled a mother and I on an aircraft, left me in a pool of blood on that aircraft. And we were put through a trial that had members and or affiliates of CIA, CIA, NSA, and FBI on the jury pool, as uh, per the scanned in documents at uh, AaronJamesStory.com, which is my website. Which illustrates all of this in in well in copious detail. It's A A R O N J A M E S S T O R. All right, you got your free,
0: you got your free plugs in there, man. I wish you the best of luck and uh, thanks for the update on your story. I hope the cops actually get brought to justice because it's so unusual. And thank you for the call. I ho- it's so unusual to see those things happen. Uh, when a when a cop does something awful, it, usually it's the case that the they all surround them, s- surround each other and defend each other, and uh, very rarely do they get anything more than a slap on the hand for some of the most egregious violations
2: that you and I would end up spending years in prison for. They certainly seem to have a different sort of justice than than we do.
0: Let's continue with Tom in California. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with you, Nick and Mark. Tom, California.
10: Oh yes. Um. Uh, You called me?
0: Uh, You're right here on the air. What's on your mind? uh,
10: I was just wondering, um, so I was having this political science class today, and uh, I asked my teacher, I had this quick study guide to the Constitution, and I looked at it, and I saw in the 13th Amendment, which I knew it had ban on slavery, but also specifically involuntary servitude. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to check it to see any mention of a draft. And there was no mention of a draft, but there was a mention of a ban on involuntary servitude. So I asked my teacher, you know, hey, um, isn't slavery unconstitutional because it says there's a ban on involuntary servitude here? And she had the guts to just the balls to just instead of say you're I don't know yeah you're you're probably right she just made up some glib and said no well it's a duty to your country so it doesn't count or something. I oh just, really? Yeah, well, I, felt, I felt I felt like punching her in the face.
2: I was but- just, that's probably not going to solve the the, the problem. <laughs> no. But yeah, but, but, I, but
10: I'm just, I was just, I was just, I was just you know really frustrated. People you know
2: don't that? people people don't think about it this way. They, they they don't they don't question the paradigms that they're in, um, because they they realize that they're going to be very difficult to get out of. But you're right. Um, draft the draft is involuntary servitude and it's wrong. And anybody who considers bringing it back is, you know, they're they're not thinking clearly. Well, Freedom and liberty is what makes this country great.
0: Right. And it's not the only instance of involuntary servitude. In fact, I don't know if you've got more to your story. If you do, hang on, dude. Also on the line, Carl, Matt, your calls as well, 800-259-9231. Love stories from inside the government school system. Always interesting stuff uh, and outrageous things going on there. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features for free, so enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com, continue with your phone calls, uh, Tom is still on the line from California, Tom, you're in a, uh, you're at a government high school?
10: Uh, not a high school, it's a college. Oh, you know? college,
0: my apologies, I should have got, gotten that, because you did say political science, and I guess it all And anyway, have...
10: yeah, and what pissed me off was that them? Uh whenever there's a draft that happens, everyone just accepts it's like, oh well you know, you know, it's bad but you know, it's like it's a, you know, it's okay, but it's not okay. I well
0: think well, no, wait no, I don't think everyone accepts it. Certainly there's a good chunk of the population that does uh because it, they've been indoctrinated with the the concepts of nationalism and that whatever the government does is right and we must follow uh, their diktats.
10: And there's something ironic which is a civil war which is credited with eventually ending slavery had was a drafted war. So <laughs> they had it had slaves slavery
0: yeah um, that it's, certainly it's is great. ironic so what happened just a recap for our listeners just tuning in is you were in a discussion in your political science class about the 13th amendment how it prohibits uh slavery in america and that you brought up to your teacher the draft and you said well isn't the draft slavery and and what was her response
10: uh she said well you <laughs> well uh, we owe uh, we owe service to our country, or something. <laughs> and I just, I just want, I just wanted to laugh until my little snot came out of my nose, but I didn't, of course.
0: I think you used the t- you used the term duty earlier. Did she use the term duty?
10: Yeah, yeah. I think she. Said you owe service or duty, or duty, to your country. And I just, I just want to laugh because she, she, she was so brazen. She didn't just. She could have just admitted, you know, you're right. I don't know about that. You know, maybe oh, you better ask somebody else about that. But she didn't do that. Instead, she just decided to just say bullcrap. Because I know that that doesn't make any sense. The Constitution right. says nothing about owing service, but it does. Something well, about.
0: it can't say anything about that, because the Constitution is a set of rules for the government to follow, and I think a lot yeah, of people are confused about that. The whole purpose of the Constitution was to create this entity known as the government and then give it a certain set of rules that it was to be very, very strict in, in its adherence to. Of course, it, it hasn't been. They've violated it so many times, it's impossible to count. Uh, but that is the concept behind the Constitution. It doesn't tell us what we're supposed to do. It tells the government what they're supposed to do and Anything else that is not included in the Constitution is not within their purview as per the uh, Tenth Amendment to the Bill of Rights. And in addition, to have a duty uh, is to have an obligation, is to have some sort of, uh, according to the dictionary, uh, something that one is expected or required to do by moral or legal obligation. Well, how is the obligation created exactly? That's maybe something you should ask your teacher. If it's my obligation to serve in the draft or jury duty, because jury duty's is one you can use as an example of a uh, of a real-life draft going on today, you yeah. can ask her, how was that obligation created?
10: Hey, um, and there's one girl that asked me, you know, what's your issue, you know? Well, well, why do you care so much about this? And I tell her, "Well, I care because there's a war going on, and I'm an 18-year-old boy, and mm. I don't want to be dragged, be to inter- be forced by the government to get myself blown up in Baghdad by crazy people."
0: Don't you love America? <laughs> <laughs>
10: yeah, no, no, I love America. But like you know, I just don't like the people who run it.
0: That's a great point. the government people. Yeah, I, I love yeah. the American people. They're a, a bunch of wonderful folk that are offering great products and services in the marketplace. Uh, for the most part, they're very friendly. But it's the government people that are antisocial. It's the yeah. government I, people that are uh, lording force over everyone else. And that's and despicable. And also ironically,
10: when um, when Republicans always, like, um, call, they call people who oppose the war anti American. Hmm. Well, first of all, I'd like to point out that they're the majority of anti Americans, I guess. Yeah. And uh, second of all, uh, they keep saying, you know, the Democrats are foolish because they think America is great because of government, but it's not. So they pretty much establish themselves as they believe America is separate from the government. But when someone bashes the government, and, like, they tie
2: well, them right all, back together again.
0: Yeah, then they're anti-American. Doesn't make any sense.
2: People have, well, people uh, are are that way. They, um, you know, they make all kinds of emotional attachments in their minds, and they, they don't question those attachments and, and what kind of logic, uh, you know, makes sense there. And and you know that that that's the human condition. Right. right. Plus, in popular culture, they're indoctrinated over
0: and over again with the idea that America is the government, and it's not. They're very, they're two very very distinct oh. concepts there. So I'd love it if you'll continue to update us on your situation and uh, further classroom developments there. I find these uh, sorts of conversations to be absolutely fascinating. Anything yeah, else was, on your mind?
10: Yeah, there's this other guy that said, uh, oh, well, no, it's not really slavery because uh, you have a choice. You can either comply with the government or you can go to jail. So <laughs> I said, then, then what's the what's right then? <laughs> this just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that's like saying it wasn't slavery in the 1800s because you'd either comply or you'd get whipped. I mean, well, that's not slavery. Yeah. You're still choosing.
10: And on top of that, the, the drought actually forces you to risk your life. I mean, that makes picking cotton on a plantation look, look a little bit better in comparison. I mean, if you just think about that, yeah. it makes the drought
0: is pretty much almost worse, I guess. Interesting point. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you.
1: I think even the the men who wrote the Constitution would probably agree that conscription is is slavery essentially. Yeah. Um. They. I don't think they really had a great about the government. But Lincoln is and the greatest was, president we ever had, and he well, brought about conscription. Lincoln, Lincoln didn't. Well, that's the opinion now. Yeah. <laughs> I said the people who wrote the Constitution probably were opposed. Oh, the to real conscription, founding fathers, not the people, not who some shredded, pretender like Lincoln, not the guy who pretty much shredded it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs>
0: Here's an outrageous just short, short story, and we'll get back into the phone calls, but it's in relation to the, the draft issue. From Greeley, Colorado, the Associated Press reports only 39 out of 200 people summoned for jury duty showing up uh, recently in Greeley. Court officials with emergency jury duty subpoenas headed to the street to randomly pick 50 people to serve on juries. Witnesses told television stations that administrators approached people walking on the sidewalk at grocery stores and even at a nearby gym where people in their workout clothes headed to court under threat of a contempt of court citation. uh, Karen McMillan, one of the victims, told the administrators this is not right. She was approached while in a grocery store and ordered to serve. She says... We need a little warning. I have like five
2: tons of stuff to do at work. She's probably got ice cream melting.
0: Karen Salas, state court administrator, says she believes the district has had to resort to such measures measures only three times. Failing to show up for jury duty after <laughs> getting... Only his,
2: done this three times?
0: <laughs> as uh, could result in a contempt of court citation. Can you imagine that? I mean, that really does put jury duty in the proper perspective. Because a lot of people have this romantic notion about jury duty that somehow it's different from the draft. That somehow jury duty is fundamentally different. Well, it's different in that it's shorter. You don't have to stay in government service as long as you would if you were in a military draft. But it's fundamentally the same in that they're coercing you into serving on their jury. And if there was ever any doubt about it, this case makes it crystal clear. They went out. You're walking down the street, maybe walking your dog or going to work or picking, you know, dropping your kid off at school. Whatever it is you're doing, going about your business... Some bureaucrat comes up to you and says, excuse me, sir, we need you to report immediately to the jury uh, pool across the street over there, and if not, you'll be charged
2: with contempt of court. You know, this is what's so funny about uh, our jury system, is they they want people who don't want to be there to be on the jury. People that would rather find something else to do, they're like, hurry, 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 let's get this over with. Uh, That aren't interested in justice, that are interested in getting the hell out of there. And... uh, you know they want to drag them in whereas myself I'd love to be in a jury mm-hmm. I want I'm interested in justice I'm interested in fairness I want people that hurt people to be punished and I want people that don't hurt people not to be they're not ignorant enough they wouldn't put me on a jury if they you know if they had the op- opportunity to ask me the right questions oh, they yeah. certainly would not put me on a jury
0: absolutely so I mean is there anybody out there that still thinks jury duty isn't slavery isn't a draft a little mini draft in effect they're ordering people from the street to report to jury duty on the penalty of contempt of court. That's that can put those folks in jail. That's serious business. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up anything. We go to uh, to Matt in Ohio. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Yeah, hi, FDL.
0: Hey, what's Saturday. on your mind,
5: Matt? Uh, I'm a podcast listener and Excellent. I've been uh, listening to the Secession Talk of the last few days.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And I'd like to bounce a hypothetical off you guys.
2: Okay. By all means, we do love hypotheticals.
5: <laughs> okay, say New Hampshire has succeeded, and now the rest of the world will be looking at them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: especially
5: like the liberty-leaning states, uh, like uh, Montana and Alaska. Yeah. Aren't they like, more likely to gain support or follow in the same direction, you think?
0: Well, are you, you're suggesting that one state uh, successfully seceding could encourage others to do the same? Absolutely. Of course they are. If you want to talk more, hang on. 800-259-9231. That's, in my opinion, the idea. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, cai toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Live streams included. Broadband version, dial-up version. Enjoy. Free. Freetalklive.com. Uh, we continue with your calls. Uh, Matt is on the line in Ohio. Asked a question about secession. The question was if one state, like let's say New Hampshire or Vermont or Hawaii is successful in seceding from the Union, would that encourage similar movements in, in other states? Of course it would. Uh, there are people out there that there already have these secession movements in these other states. That would certainly give them a, a wonderful shot in the arm to show them that, yes, this is possible. No, the government didn't roll in tanks. They haven't blockaded their port. Uh, so, yeah, that would absolutely make it even more feasible than it ever was. Yeah, I agree. Any additional thoughts? Uh, That's it. Love the show. Hey, thanks for the call, dude.
1: 800-259-9231. We might actually see what I think might be more likely um, to happen before any U.S. state breaks off is we might see either Quebec or Alberta leave Canada because they're already years ahead of us. Um, They have very close to majority Share. I think it's about forty-five percent in each state, uh, each province support independence. Somewhere around that. Wow. And uh, I mean, Quebec came within a couple percentage points last time of voting for it. So and that's been ten years. Right. So and how I mean, well has the
2: government been serving them since then? Right.
1: So th- if there's another referendum up there, it it could very well happen that all of a sudden uh, a place that borders New Hampshire and Vermont. Um, two places which have secession movements in them will become its own country all of a sudden. I mean, we might not border Canada anymore, we'll border Quebec. And I think that would do a lot to make people in the Northeast realize, hey, maybe we can break off, and then people in other parts of the U.S. will look at us and say, why not us, too?
0: Exactly. And of course, New Hampshire, in my opinion, is the ideal place uh, to have a real burgeoning secession movement, because its uh, position, as far as its land position, is very, very good, in that we have two international borders in New Hampshire. We've got the, uh, the Atlantic Ocean on one side... And then Canada or Quebec on on the other side, and that would be wonderful for uh, for international trade in the event of an actual successful secession.
1: But the the only issue you get into, and I actually um I did a program called Youth Think Government where we introduced mock bills, and I actually had had to handle this because I had I I sp- co-sponsored a secession bill. Um, is Maine we do cut Maine off from the union, so yeah, we might, so we, well I don't Alaska's know
0: Alaska's handling it fine.
1: Uh, they are. What we'll if, have to see if the people of Maine and the the federal government are willing to let us cut them off. Uh, what if have to um, New Hampshire gives a uh, stretch of road? We did a Safe Passage Corridor along I-95. And I don't imagine
0: that the uh, that the mentality of New Hampshireites is going to be to keep the Maine folk out. I mean, so
1: I don't think so. But that's that's something you might see the, the federal government try to try to play up as for a it, as a leverage point. Right. For instance, if Vermont left, they might say. Well, we're going to have to put in border checkpoints for security. So if someone yeah. from New Hampshire wants to drive to New York, you're going to have to go all the way around. You're going to have to go through customs. And, you know, th- they will try to make it difficult. I'm not oh, saying it's I, a perfect no, no pro- doubt about that. process. Well,
2: uh, hold on. If you want to go, um, th- there's different places in the United States where it's it's closer to cross through Canada to go to the other place than it is to uh, drive around. This is true. From like, I, I don't know, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, New York to Michigan that kind of thing I I you know I'm not looking at a map right now but Those I've, I've exist. looked before yeah. yeah
1: right that's that's true I'm just saying that, that I'm sure if if a state leaves with the current anytime soon the current security climate is going to be that we're going to have to seal off that border like they're trying to do with Canada and right. Mexico because the
0: terrorists could come right. in there
1: so whether we I doubt New Hampshire or Vermont or any of these seceding states would want anything but open borders and free trade with the rest of the union but the the federal government is going to try to make that as difficult as possible. I mean, even slap yeah. tariffs on us and oh, stuff yeah. like this that. Oh yeah, this is
0: no easy road. But then again, it's not an easy road going the road we're on right now, right Nick? I mean, where right. well, what you're saying earlier is that we're going down this road towards total totalitarianism, police state, uh fascist socialism happening in this country right. with his ever increasing government, ever increasing money supply via uh, the inflation process. I mean, it's going down the drain. So, it's going to get bad. If we go in the secession direction, it'll be challenging. But if we're successful, it'll be uh, wonderfully uh, good for our economy.
1: Wait, well, people, people always say, and I understand the objection to some point because there are some people who still feel some kind of patriotic connection to the United States, and they just want nationalism. They want well, but they want to see it reformed. They feel, and I know Mark had this position up until very recently where they just say, "Well, if it's, I mean, we do have a problem here, but we can just." Go back to the Constitution. And yeah. honestly, I just, we've been trying that for 30 or more years, sure. depending on which movement you're in, and it, it hasn't worked. Yeah, I'm willing I mean, to
2: say that, that I, I'm all for that possibility. I don't think it's going to work out. Um, one of my caveats to the secession idea that I brought along was, in fact, red, white, and blue and eagles had to come. With New Hampshire, we had to have, you know, it, we couldn't wouldn't we necessarily take it from the United States, but we had um, to have red, white and blue and <laughs> eagles. Involved. You
1: know, I actually I have a bumper sticker on a flag bumper sticker on my truck, but it's a New Hampshire flag, not a U.S. flag. So if we left, I don't think I would. See, then slap on the flag of a country we don't belong to. No, no, anymore. we, we don't, don't just have to have the
2: colors. The, wait a second. The Confederate flag was red, white, and blue, had stars on it. Um, he just wants,
1: a, he just wants yeah, the colors. It's very all. unoriginal. How, uh, do, there's France. a lot of country. France, I think. The, uh, Holland. Everybody uses Texas. red, white, and blue. Russia, How about black
0: and gold? How many black and gold uh, flags are there? With
2: the Free there? Talk Live logo? I'm for it. Um, the... <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, the New Hampshire's flag uh, That'd be awesome the Free unre- Talk Live logo yeah. You know it, it is kind of It is kind of A crappy national flag I'll give you that But well, It's a
2: fine I, state flag Because well State flags don't matter much But
1: for a But national- then if it's a national flag Then people might care A little bit more Because
0: I just wonder how much Of this there will be I mean if we actually Get to the point of, of well, Secession How much bickering And infighting Will there be over What the flag should Should be like
1: well, when the, when the United States when the <laughs> United States was founded, they they did have committees that took forever coming up with the the national seal and the flag and and right. all the symbolism. They had argued over it for yeah. years. The, the problem with New Hampshire is like, they
2: already have all those things. So therefore, if people want to redo, you're never going to get that redone. So you know, you can always fly it your own flag, flag in Mark. In you know,
0: you can always have your own flag because uh, can we talk about your little plan? What, yeah, what's the that? one you were talking about during the break? The unincorporation? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. No, we can't. Okay, some other time, some other time. No. Uh, well, I don't well, want to tease anybody. That was
1: good stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah
0: it will, it'll come out. All right, we'll uh, go to the phone calls here and talk to Keith in Ohio. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Yeah, uh,
8: Nick and Mark, I
0: was wondering what was Actually, Mark. Keith, I'm going to put you back on hold. Your phone is unacceptable. I'm going to have you uh, the board up, maybe give you some instructions uh, to call back on a different line or just try the same line again. Not sounding too hot. We'll uh, we'll get we'll bring you back here in a little bit. Let's try Carl in Montreal. In the meantime, Carl, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hey, I'm um, I've called before. It's been I haven't been calling that often, but um my case is starting to get attention up here. I'm the American who came to Canada after being railroaded into the uh, ju- in the judicial system because uh, I started uh, making cartoons and mocking Bush standing before God and standing before a firing squad. And the uh, Secret Service had me locked up, and they brought up some other charges which were not even related. And then they lied and distorted the facts. I ended up going to jail for a long time. Mm -hmm. I got the evidence, confronted the prosecutors, and they refused to correct what they've done. And I came to Canada and claimed refugee status along with other Americans here and been detained by the Canadian Immigration Service. So what's the latest? Well, um, I'm starting to get news up here and on the Internet, uh, some interviews with the local media, and uh, I've been arguing that the U.S. system is corrupt, and I it's support succession. I brought this up in court, and then they've tried to, you know, do everything to me, demonize me, refuse to release me on grounds that mm-hmm. I'm a flight risk. I've had supporters come to court for my case. Because I see that the U.S. system is past reform, just like what you know you were saying.
0: Absolutely. And
4: Aaron James also. I mean, they've lied on me. I've, I have witnessed it. Carl, I thanks doctors. for the
0: update, dude. Appreciate it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, your show. You take control. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Well, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you uh, enjoy the show, then you can uh, help us out a little bit by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, to get involved and send us three bucks a month completely voluntary option for you you get some perks it helps free talk live get on more radio stations spread the message of freedom and liberty sound money's under attack the liberty dollar offices were raided by the fbi and secret service on november 14th and all of its precious metals computers and records were seized your money's ur- or your, your help is urgently needed <laughs> go to LibertyDollar.org. though they won't turn down your money either uh and sign up for their updates and register for the lawsuit don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. They'll .org.
2: give you gold and silver for your silly little... For your silly Federal Reserve Federal notes. Reserve notes. a hell of a
0: deal. LibertyDollar.org. Uh, as we continue with your phone calls across the pond to the UK. Ziggy's on the amp line.
11: Hi, guys. Right. Um, basically, do you remember a few weeks ago I phoned you um, about the government, the government here uh, has made proposals to clamp down on prostitution. In yes. fact, banning uh, the uh, transaction for paying for sex.
0: Right, because it's legal right now, and they're going to ban that. Yeah. Okay.
11: Well, anyways, I basically emailed – I'm a member of the Liberal Democrats, who are the third largest party in Parliament. And they are meant to be the party who represent individual liberty. Hmm. And so I emailed every single member, a parliamentary member, of, and basically I got – guess how many
0: responses? How many members are there in Parliament? Sixty-three. One.
11: That's right. One. <laughs> and basically he said i'll oh, I'll consider you know speaking out about this, you know,
0: was it the um, actual member of parliament that emailed you back?
11: uh I don't know actually um they just they just said that we'll take this under advisement. that was about it,
0: yeah, that's usually what you'll get from them yeah, thank I mean, you for yeah. your opinion citizen mm-hmm.
11: yeah i am now I am now now thinking about you know leaving because basically I find that complete arrogance. You know, uh, politicians here are always going on about how people are losing touch with, 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 with Parliament, how they're becoming you know, disillusioned with Parliament.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the main reason is because they don't listen to the people. Of course not. The way they the way it works is. Politicians will pretend like they care about you when they're trying to get elected. They're gonna shake, you know, shake hands and yeah. squeeze, kiss babies, and uh, they'll make it look like they care. They'll pretend to listen to you and they'll nod their head. There's one around here that I can think of in particular. Her name's Molly Kelly, and uh, she is funny. Whenever she's interviewed, it doesn't matter who it is that's asking her questions. It could be a regular person or a radio interviewer or TV, whatever. She'll she'll go, mm-hmm. uh huh hmm And it just sounds so patronizing. It's like you can tell this woman doesn't give a damn what it is that you're saying to her. Uh, she's just waiting for her chance to speak. And so they listen to you for a little while, and then once they get elected, you can't get in touch with
11: them. Yeah, that's, that's, that, 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 is, that is you know the problem. But the thing is, if you get rid of government, then people wouldn't have anything to moan about. I often think that people want government to kick it.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I think that in the absence of government, there would be plenty of things that, uh, that would be problematic. And people, you know, businessmen maybe ripping someone off. Uh, some, of course, people would always always complain about pop culture. Uh, there, there would still be plenty of things for people to complain about without government around.
11: But I, I have come to the conclusion people aren't happy unless they have something to moan about. I'm, I'm serious. I know so many people. And it, it is actually very typically British, you know, that sort of mentality.
0: You know, uh, Ziggy, you did say you were considering leaving, and I'd like to open an invitation to join the Free State Project, come here to New Hampshire, and uh, get active for liberty here. I I doubt the American
11: Immigration Department (laughs) would give me a visa. Seriously.
2: Well, when you go and apply, wear pants.
11: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 nothing to do do with that. It's more to do with the the fact that it's because I've been politically active. Hmm. Um. You know, I'm probably blacklisted. Seriously. You know, I'm not I'm not being paranoid. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking Alex Jones paranoia here. I, I am serious that, you know, 20 years ago, I was a raving Trotskyite. I, I was very left wing. Hmm. And, you know, the, the trouble is that you still get asked at American immigration, have you ever been a commie?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what that process is like. I don't know how easy or difficult it would be. I know that, Mark, there's a gentleman in France, one of our listeners, who's been trying very desperately uh, for a while to come here. And it has been, even though he's an entrepreneur with, uh, with a, a decent amount of money in the bank, uh, it has been a nightmare for him. So, it, it, you
2: know, the system really, you know, they, they just don't want people here, even good ones that are going to bring money into, the, uh, you know, for all of us and benefit us all. Meh.
0: Which is why we need to secede, so we can open the borders and have good people like you coming in here to make a better life for themselves. Well, I'm probably...
11: I'm, I'm thinking about... I'm, I'm, you know, if I can if I can get past the the, the, the problem with um, uh, American immigration, I am thinking about um,
0: trying to come for Porkfest. Oh, that would be awesome. Very cool. Um, June, isn't it? Yep, yep. Uh, we'll tell you more about that uh, on the way here as the months progress, but Porkfest.com to
1: learn more. And the, anyway. the UK is not... It's not a visa country, right? You can visit without a visa. No,
11: yeah, you can, you can. But the, the, the problem is, I have. I, I mean, I, I don't want to drop any names here, but I know people who have had problems at the other side in America.
5: Sure. Right.
11: Uh, you know, being, be, be, get, you know, basically being taken into a side room, <laughs> and, and you know, being told that they're being put on the next plane
0: back. Well, as long as they're paying for your ticket back, I, I don't know, it might be worth it to try it and see what happens. It yeah. certainly would make an interesting call to Free Talk Live. <laughs> anyway, okay, <bye. laughs> Thanks, Ziggy. Goodbye. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. So come on over if you're tired of the country that you're living in. I wish we had a better underground network of places for people like Ziggy to stay. Uh, for the people that are willing to flaunt the law and screw the immigration process, I wish we had some, you know, some underground railroad or something like that.
1: I, I know we had. There was one member of the free state project from a european country who i know was thinking about coming i don't know he was talking about trying to find a place underground to stay mm-hmm. i don't know if he ever i haven't heard remember don't remember hearing from him since so maybe he did maybe he didn't
0: the tough part i think would be finding work right i mean because not everybody wants to come over here to wash dishes for the rest of their right, life you
1: have to find well you'd have to find someone who would be willing to employ you either knowing that you didn't have paperwork or right. no questions asked. With
0: I think that the more liberty activists that we have coming to New Hampshire, the more of those underground opportunities there will be. Because I know if I had the opportunity, I would certainly offer it up to someone like that. But I don't. I, I just don't have that opportunity. Well, you can
1: help people um, go legit, too, by if, if there were more jobs here that freesayers had to offer up. You can offer, a, if you have a job position that you say you want somebody from overseas mm-hmm. to fill, it really helps speed the process along. They may not be a, a citizen, but they can at least get here on a work visa. And maybe maybe Jason from
0: uh, from SACL could do something like that when he's coming over, because uh, SACL CAI is moving its operations to New Hampshire, going to be offering jobs to to New Hampshire natives as well as incoming uh, Free State Project members, and maybe he would help out some
2: uh, some foreign folk. You never know. Um it, it's it's all. It, it, I'm sure it has its own uh, risks and rewards. So you have to look at that situation each person for themselves.
0: I don't know if it comes with any rewards. It's just doing doing a nice thing for people that love liberty in other countries. It's probably very having people and that difficult. love liberty
2: working for you as a reward. Okay, that's true,
0: but it's probably uh, there are probably a lot of hoops to jump through, and it, it might not be worth as far mm. as the return on investment.
1: I don't it, know how it much c- time. It or, could be a poor business decision in yeah. terms of money making. But I think I think businesses are a key element that we're missing here. I was hoping that a lot of the early movers would come and with their own businesses mm-hmm. or start new ones, but obviously it hasn't worked out that way. I mean, it's difficult to move a business. So right, that's taking movers, a while. Yeah. The early movers are generally people who can are financially independent and can pull up and move. The people who are tied to a company are having a lot of difficulty moving their companies, which is understandable, but... I really think if we get more liberty-oriented business people here, it opens up a whole lot of opportunities for us that you know we just can't do. For instance, I Absolutely. know the Keene Free Press couldn't get advertisers based on their content. I mean, they had they offered it for a while, and there really wasn't a whole lot of interest.
0: Well, I don't think that Russell, the uh, publisher, well, was banging down people's doors it, <laughs> no, trying w- to generate sales. No,
1: but they 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 did. Some people express interest until they kind of figured out the content. And, I see. And it can scare people away. So if you had people open to, to taking that risk, you know, you might, you might be able to do a lot more. That we Agreed.
0: And we're going to see that. It's just, as you say, it's taking time. Patience. Indeed, we are uh, the earliest of early movers. So uh, things will grow and change and get even better over time. 800-259-9231. The last remaining moments. Your calls are next. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts for you to surf around through serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all. And it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
2: Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live.
0: We go to your calls. Talk to Kevin in Minnesota. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
8: Kevin Okay, is, uh, I
0: don't speak French or hmm. whatever that is.
8: That was Anishinaabe. This is the Native American up in Moorhead.
2: Ah, yes. Oh, excellent. I talked to you guys the other
8: night. Excellent. Um, and I've been listening the last couple nights, and you guys are talking about sovereignty and breaking away and that. And yeah. And in- interesting enough, the reservation that I belong to, and I have my little stamp card of identification which is ironic since they hadn't been stamping people since the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. But uh, we in ourselves have actually discussed breaking away uh, as far as, like, our so-called sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And my biggest question for you guys is if the Native Americans in their whole setup of being allegedly sovereign nations, which we aren't, what is... Part of your game plan, and how are you guys going to succeed, or it's succeeding? I'm
0: sorry. I just want to make sure that everyone understands the difference between succeeding and succeeding. When you succeed, you are Successful. having success. You're winning. Uh, when you're <laughs> succeeding, you're withdrawing from a political uh, arrangement.
8: Right. Thank you for the correction.
0: Yes, sir. Your question. But, uh, I, I interrupted your question. I'm sorry. Go ahead again. Well,
8: I mean, as with with a reservations we are trying to claim our sovereignty right as our own nation and if if the native americans on the reservations aren't able to do this with the government how and and i applaud you for your efforts and i wish the best for it but how do you think it's really going to be attainable if the reservations themselves can't break away
2: well it would seem like uh, native americans have some really Good chances to break away, depending on what the treaties are. Um, the Lakota people—they're doing least it now. Some are talking about it. I don't right, know they're exactly trying. what's that.
8: I'm saying, yeah, they're trying with Russell Meads and What the, are some
0: of the problems you're running up against?
8: Well, our biggest thing is that when they when they signed the treaties and they created the reservations, that we were called wards of the nation, oh dear, or wards of the government, and so they set aside this land. And they're saying, well, we're just holding this land for you as Native Americans to use. And they keep claiming that we're sovereign entities, but in all actuality, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of what the law states, we are just wards on a plot of land that was held for us.
0: So you don't actually own that land? It's the federal government that claims the the land?
8: Our reservation, as far as we own less than 6% of our reservation, because we were swindled and harassed, and, and by other means, the land was more or less stolen and mm-hmm. bought from the members. And so we actually own less than six percent of our whole reservation.
0: Couldn't you uh, couldn't you uh, call that your your new nation and and secede that portion?
8: Well, that's that's what we're we're trying to do, but then. One of the things, we're, we're actually going through a revising of our, our constitution for the reservation, and that's one of the things is, is we're trying to figure out how we can get our land back how we can keep I don't our, know if you
0: can I mean it's well, like you know the criminal has stolen your money from it from you and already gone and spent it on something uh, you can't really expect to be able to get back what you've already lost. I say cut your losses uh achieve your sovereign status, secede from uh, from the union and go with what you have
8: well you know I, I applaud what you guys are doing, and we're doing the same thing and, and I hope that the Lakota and the Dakota people of uh South Dakota. And uh, the surrounding tribes, I hope the best for them also.
0: Absolutely. We'll and be I'll here cheering you guys- on, no doubt about it. But it's like, you know, hoping to get the land back from the government is as, is as futile, in my mind, as hoping to get your Social Security money back if you're planning on seceding from uh, from uh, from the United States. I mean, they've got your money, and they're not going to give it up.
8: Right. Well, it's it's not only the federal government. It's the state government. And then we have clouded land titles where mm-hmm. farmers own the land – Yet they can't prove that they actually bought it honestly. So
0: are they Indian farmers or? Well, I use the term native, but no, they're
8: they're not. They were uh, well, like Pillsbury, like Burger King back in the day. They were really, and then the timber barons too. When uh, they came up with this wonderful test to see if somebody was full blood or half blooded, where they scratched you with a paperclip, and if your skin. Was less red than the mark that was left, you were considered (laughs) a half blood. Wow! And that's when they declared. Yeah, really scientific. And that's when they said, "Okay, you're a half blood. You're allowed to sell your land." And then once they gave them that opportunity, then the the traders said, "Okay, you owe such a debt to the trading post. We'll give you a bottle of whiskey and a couple bucks." and will clear your debt if you sign off your land. Mm. Hmm. And so they stole thousands and thousands of acres of the Native. And this is this goes on with every reservation.
0: Oh, yeah, you guys have been screwed over. I mean, the Native Americans <laughs> have been screwed uh, just as far as anyone could possibly ever be screwed. And as you said, uh, the government considers you wards of the state. Uh, yep. And that's not a very good, uh, that's not a very uh, wonderful position to be in. That's that's sad, man. And I, and I think that if you were to move forward with a secession movement, then or or whatever you want to call it, I, again because you can't secede if you never joined the union voluntarily in the first place. Uh, but but an independence movement of some sort, you'll inevitably get support from uh, from all across the country and all across the world. I I just don't think you're ever going to have success in seeing your stolen property returned to you.
8: Well, it could set precedents, and maybe it will help you guys out too.
0: Absolutely. Good luck, and thank you for the call tonight. You bet. Take care, guys. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. Here's a quick uh, question that appeared on our bulletin board system. is uh, generated about uh, a couple pages of discussion so far. I thought it was worthwhile to bring it up on the air. Uh, Mark for Freedom writes on the BBS, how does someone how does one get someone interested in a movement such as the Free State Project? I could use some input on this because my wife is not engaged at all with politics and government in general. So when I try to bring things up, she generally isn't interested and almost immediately moves on to another topic. I myself try to keep an eye on the happenings of the federal government and definitely do not like what I see. As we watch the news and such, I make comments about my distaste for what they're doing. Today, I tried to engage her with conversation about the real ID nonsense. She mentioned she thought it was a good idea. I looked at her as if her face was melting away and said, you're kidding, right? Anyway, I'm seriously considering the Free State Project and would love to participate. So, for now, I'm contributing to Free Talk Live and looking at how I can support from a distance. But the question starting this topic is what I need input on.
2: How do I get my wife to look into such a movement? Man, it's it's so difficult. Um, it the, I would say that subtlety is the way to go here. Um, if you try to push too hard, you're going to frustrate yourself. Um You know, people see freedom is logical to people, and if you can, uh, you know, make points logically over time, um, I think they'll slowly come to it. You know, my wife's become successively more libertarian. She was libertarian when we first got together. At least she had stopped someplace and taken the world's smallest political quiz, and Mm -hmm. she said, well, I came out libertarian, but I think everybody does who takes that, and that's just not true. She just thought that. Right. Um, So... She became more libertarian over time, and now she's pretty close to where I'm at. How
1: much time are we talking about?
2: Mm, three, four years. That's not bad. Uh, Nick, any
0: thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I, I I, don't know. I mean, Mark probably has better input on it because he kind of went. as a wife. He had a wife, and he had to get her to move um, when he did so.
2: One I, of the things that helps is um, wives getting to meet other wives and uh, right. seeing that, wow, and these you know, people aren't nuts. Joy. Not of, all of them, at least. <laughs> One
0: of our lady listeners, Joy, she suggested that very idea. In fact, she suggested that you bring your wife and kids up to Porkfest... This summer in New Hampshire, Free State Project's Pork Fest, where there are wives and kids around that she can, that she can talk to and, and get to know and, and get to see what you're saying, that these are regular folk that just want to live more free.
1: You could approach it from the angle, if you're trying to sell New Hampshire to someone who doesn't care about the Free State Project, try to sell. It is a good place to raise a family by, by most studies that are done, most standards. Um, so if you have kids, if you're married... You can always tell it as a good place to raise Just a, a family. good place to move yeah, to, sure. It's a good place
0: to live. That's a good point. And you might also want to just approach uh, you know, her on the, just uh, uh, helping her understand liberty. If she's interested in what you're interested in, then maybe you could read a book together or somehow share share your interest with her, but not puke it all over her. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at FreetalkLive.com.